the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us as we get underway now at eight minutes past nine o'clock on this Monday, the 16th morning of the final month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. We got a very, very big show today for you. It's not big in terms of guests. As a matter of fact, we're guest free. Congressman Jordan, our normal Monday guest, is bumping to Tuesday or Wednesday, still checking his schedule on that, but big in terms of the news that we must discuss. Uh, speaking of disgust, D-I-S-G-U-S-T, rather than D-I-S-C-U-S-S-E-D. Um, James Comey was on, <laughs> you see what I did there? James Comey was on um, Fox News yesterday with Chris Wallace. James Comey, the former FBI director. James Comey, a guy who should be wearing an orange jumpsuit for his myriad of crimes committed while FBI director and leading an agency that now, according to the Inspector General's report, went rogue, essentially, in uh, flipping the, uh, uh, the Donald Trump campaign on its head by spying on private citizens without proper warrants. They went to the FISA court to get warrants, but they they cooked the books in order to get those warrants. And James Comey essentially admitted it. Well, he won't say that it was intentional, but he will indeed say and did say that he was wrong and that Inspector General Horowitz is right by pointing out how bad the FBI handled the FISA warrants that they got um, to spy on, essentially spy on the Trump campaign. We're going to dive into all of this. There's so much audio from the likes of James Comey, from the likes of Adam Schiff, and I really have to emphasize the F's at the end of his last name because it is becoming more and more tempting to use T's instead. Adam Schiff falsely claimed on George Stephanopoulos yesterday that the IG report debunked the idea that the FBI spied on the Trump team. 
How do we know that that's a bunch of bunk? Because his fellow Democrat, Dick Durbin, was on another channel saying that Carter Page deserves an apology from the FBI. (laughs) Because they spied on him. It is really, really getting to be comical out there, and better yet, or worse yet, depending on your perspective, all of this nonsense is going on as the Democrats continue their push this week to actually have a full House vote to impeach the President of the United States and send this case to uh, the Senate for a trial. Simply amazing. All of this stuff, you've got Comey admitting that they did it wrong. You've got uh, a shift on one channel admitting they did it wrong and another channel defying that they did anything wrong. I mean, it, it, it is simply an embarrassment what we are watching have happen right now. And these people who have zero credibility, I mean less than zero credibility, are going to vote to impeach the President of the United States and move this to the Senate for a trial. This, despite their fearless leader, the um, uh, slippery-mouthed, and I'm using that gently because of what President Trump said about Nancy Pelosi, she can't keep her dentures in place, either stroking out or or, or just uh, she needs fix-a-dent or something. But Nancy Pelosi slurring her way through, comment after comment on this, admitting in an interview that this entire impeachment hoax, that they will vote on this week, maybe as early as tomorrow, that this impeachment has not been going on since the whistleblower blew the whistle on a July 25th phone call, but that the impeachment of Donald Trump has been going on for two and a half years. We have all heard this, and we should hear it on a daily basis. One of the biggest criticisms of the process has been the speed at which the House Democrats are moving. If this is, but seriously though, seriously. It's been going on for 22 months, okay? (laughs) Two and a half years, actually. There has been some criticism, though, I will say, about whether or not you should move forward before the end of the year or wait for the courts. Why do you think now is the time to move? Well, I mean, this should lead every newscast. I said it back on Friday and I think Thursday since I discovered this audio, and I'm going to continue to say it. It should lead every newscast. As they vote on impeaching Donald Trump for a July 25th phone call, you have the Speaker of the House of Representatives, third in line for the presidency, admitting that this thing began two and a half years ago, long before Ukraine, long before whistleblower Eric Charamella, long before Hunter Biden, long before any of this. They decided two and a half years ago. Now, she's, of course, not being 100% genuinely honest there either because it was more like three years ago. Because it was three years ago that Donald Trump won the presidency. And it was at that time, and in fact leading up to that time, that they said, we'll put the insurance policy in place. If he wins somehow, our insurance policy will be impeachment. We'll fabricate stories about Russian collusion. We'll find something to declare the election illegitimate, and we'll impeach him. She admitted it. You just heard it, and you ought to hear it all the time. But that's where we were. Let's talk about where we are now today. I want to get to some of this audio. It's very, very important. Let's start with Chris Wallace talking to James Comey about um, the IG report, the Inspector General Michael Horowitz's report that found all kinds of FBI problems with the way that they conducted themselves in presenting a case to the FISA court to get a warrant to spy on Carter Page, uh, uh, Papadopoulos, and several other, at least two other, four total, uh, that we found confirmed in the IG's report, members of the Trump campaign slash transition team slash administration. Chris Wallace talking to James Comey about this. You need to hear even Chris Wallace, who is no fan of the president, 
uh, you know, laying this out for Comey. So I, I understand there are two parts to this report. The, the, uh, Horowitz says there was no political bias in opening the investigation. He talks about problems with the big problems with the FISA process. But isn't it harder to argue that there was no political bias overall when you see 17 mistakes made by three teams on four separate FISA applications? Well, think about what you just heard there before we go to Comey and the rest of this. Think about what you just heard there. Chris Wallace is 100% right in, in, in laying that out. 17 quote-unquote mistakes made by three teams on four separate FISA applications. Now, first of all, the word mistakes. I used it in quotes or air quotes because these aren't mistakes. Mistake is is forgetting to cross your T or dot your I. A mistake is a typo. A mistake is a you know a procedural error. These were intentional um omissions uh, uh leaving out of material facts that should have been presented to the FISA court particularly as they pertained to the phony steel dossier 17 massive mistakes they want to call them but these were errors and omissions that were intentional so that they could get the warrant that they wanted to spy on Donald uh, spy on Donald Trump's team 17 different ones. So it's important to point that out. Now, how does Comey respond to those things? How does Comey uh, uh, justify this? Well, he claims ignorance. I, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know. He you says. know all of this? All of what? Everything that we're talking about here. Did you know that, in fact, the Steele report was the key for probable cause did you know that the fbi had talked to the russian contact and he said what Steele said he had he had uh, told him was not true did you know this you're the fbi director first again the report will speak for itself i don't believe the fbi concluded that Steele's reporting was bunk after talking to a subsource but no i didn't as the director you're not kept informed on the details of an investigation so no in general i didn't know what they'd learned from the subsource i didn't know the particulars of the investigation How this man can sit on national television and lie like that. He's the director of the FBI, and he's saying, I wasn't kept informed on the details of the investigation. Your bureau, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, was moving to spy, to surveil, for the first time in the history of the United States, a presidential candidate. And then after he won... Your agency, your bureau, was had to renew those those um, uh, uh, warrant or re- renew those uh, applications for warrants to continue the spying of an actual president elect, and then they had to renew uh, those filings for the spying of an actual sitting president. And you're telling me that all of this went on in the FBI without the director's knowledge? Is that really what James Comey wants us to believe? Some investigation, sir. This is an investigation of the campaign of the man who is the president of the United States. You've just been through a firestorm investigating Hillary Clinton. I would think if I were in your position, I would have been on that, uh, you know, like a like a junkyard dog. I would have wanted to know everything they were doing in investigating the Trump campaign. Yeah, that's not the way it works, though. As, as a, a rare a, moment of honesty and clarity from Chris Wallace. Director sitting on top of an organization of 38,000 people. You can't run an investigation that's seven layers below you. You have to leave it to the career professionals to do, to the special agents who do this for their lives. And if a director tries to run an investigation, it, it'll get mucked up in all different kinds of ways. Give- Nobody said run it 
but you know doggone well they're reporting to you, you six foot six liar who should be fitted for an extra long jumpsuit. How do we know? Because the layers below you that ran the Hillary Clinton email investigation certainly reported to you. You gave the report to the American people on live television. You spent 20 minutes telling us of all of the crimes she committed. Then you said, by the way, we're not recommending prosecution. So how is the, is the FBI director not informed of, of massive investigations and counter-surveillance orders through the FISA court of a presidential candidate, but he was aware of the investigation of a different presidential candidate's email investigation? Seriously? More from Chris Wallace grilling James Comey. And again, a rare moment of actual decent journalism from Chris Wallace. There is, I have left for last, the worst misconduct. In August of 2016, just two weeks into the investigation, the CIA tells the FBI that it actually has a relationship with Carter Page. That when he has these meetings with the Russians, he actually goes back and he tells the CIA about it. But you never tell the FISA court that. And in fact, in 2017... An FBI lawyer doctors a document. The CIA said, oh, Carter Page, he's a source. And he puts in the application, he's not a source. Yeah, I got to take issue with one of the, I'll answer the question, but one of the predications of your question, the Inspector General did not find misconduct by any FBI people. He found mistakes and negligence and oversight. No, 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 no that's not, not true. In the case of Kevin Kleinsmith, he has referred it for a criminal investigation. Right, but that's not been resolved, this business with the lawyer changing some email to a partner on the team. I mean, you make it sound like it's not much. It's, no, no, it's, it's very important. It's very I mean, important. I mean, not a, a source to not a source is a big over and over again, the inspector general did not find misconduct by FBI personnel. Did he just told you that they did. Kleinsmith has been referred for criminal prosecution. What, what, what is this guy missing here? And by the way, this is only part. This is only part of the investigation because it's only the IG's limited scope investigation. The Durham prosecution, or excuse me, the Durham investigation can indeed be a prosecution because they are a criminal investigation now. This guy has already seen evidence that the, well, he didn't have to see it. He was part of it while it went on. But in the aftermath of the uh, Inspector General's report, he is seeing that they have found the, um, uh, the criminal activity of members of the FBI in trying to frame Carter Page and the Trump campaign. It's in front of his eyes. Chris Wallace is reading it to him, and he's saying, no, no, they didn't find any criminal uh, 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 wrongdoing by the FBI. It's unbelievable he can sit there and lie on national television. Did not find political bias, did not find illegal conduct. Inspector General found significant mistakes, and that is not something to sneeze at. That's really important. But the American people, especially your viewers, need to realize they were given false information about the FBI. It's honest. It is not political. It is flawed. Would you agree that... The FISA court was also given false information by the FBI? I think that's fair. The FBI should have included, or at least pushed to the lawyers so they could make a decision, information that you just said, things like that, that the, another agency had not a source relationship, but some kind of contact relationship. I think it's fair to say he finally was forced to admit under that cross-examination by a surprising Chris Wallace that, yes, the FISA court was given false information by the FBI. The context here is that Comey wants you to think it was just accidental. It's, just, it's a mistake. Not on purpose. Is, is he kidding? 
How can 17 different not-on-purpose mistakes be made and all of them are detrimental to Donald Trump's campaign team? Not one mistake made by the FBI in this entire procedure that was a favor to the team, to team Trump. Every mistake is to take a shot at Team Trump. And we're supposed to believe that it's just coincidental that 17 times, coincidental that 17 times those mistakes were made that hurt Donald Trump's team. I don't know how stupid he thinks we are, but I got news for you, James. We're not all Democrats. We're not all Democrats. So when you think that we're stupid, understand that we're not all Democrats. You can piece that together yourself. 922 back after this. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. Nine twenty-seven. Good Monday to you, the Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. So I just gave you enough of the Jim Comey to probably last you for uh, for the week. Jim Comey's uh, lies and distortions and being caught and called on it strangely and surprisingly by Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday. Now more of Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday with Pam Bondi, former Attorney General, the first uh, female Attorney General in the state of Florida's history, talking about what should happen to Jim Comey. An embarrassment to the country. But he adds it seems to be good for him politically. Joining us now, Pam Bondi, a special advisor to the president and a key member of his impeachment defense team. All right, Pam, during the break, you said you wanted to respond to Director Comey. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Sure do, Chris. You know, he's right. The men and the women of the FBI deserve much better than what they had. Much better than what they had in James Comey. That man was fired in disgrace. He must have read a different report than we all read. He presided over the FBI in times worse than when J. Edgar Hoover was at the FBI. That man led the FBI. And it's unbelievable. That Steele dossier was essential and essential to this report. It was fake. We know it was fake. And he says that his people did nothing wrong. And first of all, he was the leader. He was the one charged with briefing the president when, in fact, he was spying on the president. I can't, that guy needs a lawyer, by the way. I can't believe this. He repeatedly misled the FISA court. Klein Smith, as you said, lied, doctored an alt, a doctored an email, as well as the people refusing to provide the court with exculpatory evidence, meaning evidence that that would clear the president. Pam Bondi is 100% right. He needs a lawyer. Jim Comey, before this is all said and done, is going to need a lawyer. Because his agency, the Bureau, the Federal Bureau of Investigation that he oversaw, was breaking the law on a regular basis, and he wants us to believe that he didn't know about it. Now, don't forget, he was the FBI director, but the deputy director who reports directly to him, Andrew McCabe, was the one that Peter Strzok was referring to when he was texting his lover, Lisa Page, about what happened in Andy's office. Andy being Andy McCabe, as they planned their quote-unquote insurance policy to try to frame Donald Trump and to discredit or destroy um, uh, the results of his election. They wanted to discredit the, his victory, essentially to make it uh, to uh, uh, make the uh, the uh, Donald Trump victory uh, 
what's uh, invalid, essentially, to declare invalid the, the election is what I'm trying to find. Uh, at any rate, this was directly happening in Andy McCabe's office, and we're to believe that one step above that, James Comey, he knew nothing about it? It is amazing to me that he is able to sit there on television and continue to lie. Pam Bondi's right. He's going to need an attorney by the time John Durham comes back with the results of his criminal investigation. And on another network, we had one of Comey's buddies, one of the fellow framers of the President of the United States, individuals trying to literally frame the President with, uh, with criminal activities, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff was on another network lying about what Inspector General uh, Horowitz found in the same way that Comey was. We stripped the bark off of Comey. Schiff is next in the crosshairs. Stay right here on AM 14 of the answer. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Appreciate you joining us. We are guest-free this morning, so this is a good chance for you to dial and be heard without a long wait time. Uh, 216-901-0945, Congressman Jordan is not with us this morning. His schedule did not allow it. He will make that up on Wednesday, I am now told. He will be with us uh, on Wednesday, a time yet to be determined. So make sure you stick with us for that as well. I want to go back now to the Sunday morning talk shows yesterday, because today, this week, at some point this week, the Democrats who run the House of Representatives who passed out of the Judiciary Committee on a straight party-line vote two articles of impeachment. Uh, the full House will vote on those this week. And you know how that's going to go as well. Same way the Judiciary Committee did, straight party-line. Not one Democrat will cross over and oppose this illegal, ridiculous sham of an impeachment against the President, and not one Republican will vote for it. So on a straight party-line vote, that is what is going to happen, which means it's time to examine how we got where we are. The IG report uh, of Michael Horowitz one week ago today is continuing to be the talk of Washington. Why? Because it highlights, as we pointed out in the last two segments, so much of the malpractice of the James Comey-led FBI in their attempts to work on behalf of Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Committee to spy on Donald Trump and his campaign. So we had all of that from Comey. Now I want to shift to Schiff, Adam Schiff. And again, I try to emphasize the F's at the end of his name as much as I can because we all know that it's very much what he has done would would actually put T's at the end of his name, if we're being honest. But Adam Schiff um, went on to two different networks yesterday on the uh, uh, Sunday morning talk show circuit. The first one was on Fox News Sunday. And Chris Wallace, much as he did with um, James Comey, laid it out for Adam Schiff talking about the proof that the FISA court process used by the FBI to spy on a presidential campaign uh, was, was, was illegal, that it was wrong, that those 17 errors and omissions and mistakes mean that Adam Schiff and his criticism of Donald Trump for criticizing the FBI and his complete defense of the FBI in the FISA process was wrong. Now, I need you to listen to Schiff's response until we get to, to uh, uh, network number two. Justice did not, quote, omit material information 
apparently you did not know at the time that, in fact, Steele's main Russian sources had told the FBI that he had misrepresented what that Russian source had said and that the FBI knew at the time that Carter Page, in fact, was acting as a contact, as a unofficial source for the CIA. Given what you know now, we, we talked earlier uh, to Director Comey, and he basically said, I was wrong in what I represented back in 2018. Are you willing to admit that you were wrong in your defense of the FBI's FISA process? Oh, I'm certainly willing to admit uh, that the Inspector General found serious abuses of FISA that I was unaware of. Uh, this, this man is a congenital liar. He... He's incapable of saying the words, I was wrong. He's incapable of admitting that he lied. And, and certainly while he wouldn't admit that he lied, he could at least say, I was mistaken. Instead, he phrases that, well, I will certainly admit that the Inspector General's report found information that I didn't know about. You were wrong. Even the liar James Comey admitted it. Admit you were wrong. But that's not the most central part of what he says. Listen more to Adam Schiff. Had I known of them, Chris, uh, yes, I would have called out the FBI at the same time. Uh, but I think it's only fair to judge what we knew at the time, not what would be revealed two years later. Not but yes, there were very serious abuses of the FISA process. It was known at the time, and this is the important part of his lie. It was known at the time because the Devin Nunez memo pointed all of it out. And Devin Nunez was, was mocked for that memo. But at any rate, Adam Schiff at least says, okay, while I won't say I was wrong, I will admit and acknowledge there were serious abuses of FISA that, quote, I was unaware of. Now, that's Adam Schiff on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. After that, he made his way over to the ABC studios to sit down with George Stephanopoulos on this week. Now, listen to what he says this time in a different interview. It's that it was all essentially a deep state conspiracy. They were spying on the Trump campaign. Uh, all of that was debunked by the inspector general. The Wall Street Journal should spend a little... It, it absolutely boggles the mind that this man can sit there after we have all read, or at least read the coverage of the inspector general's report, that he can sit here and, and, and call it uh, debunked. In fact, the inspector general's report proved and backed up the fact that the FBI misled the FISA court to, to, to surveil the Trump team. On one network, he admitted it. On another network, he calls it debunked. This is the man that the Democrats put in charge of impeaching the President of the United States through the Intelligence Committee. This man on one network admits that the FBI uh, abused the FISA process in ways that he says he wasn't aware of in order to get these bogus warrants to, to surveil, if they don't like the word spy, to surveil the Trump team. And then on another network he says, well, the Inspector General's report proved that, um, uh, that this, this is all debunked, that there wasn't uh, some sort of a, uh, a conspiracy to, to surveil and spy on Team Trump. It's impossible to make any sense out of this guy when he literally went on two different networks on the same day and said two different things, which is why Representative Mike Johnson went on TV yesterday to respond to Adam Schiff, not really knowing how to respond, though, because do you laugh or do you cry at a, at a guy who lies uh, and tells two different stories on two different networks? He's been on the floor. 
and there should be more than a dozen uh, or even more than that. So we'll see how it plays out, but I think they're in a very difficult spot now. Now, we mentioned Adam Schiff uh, was on um, Fox News Sunday earlier uh, talking about this, talking about James Comey, uh, but here's what he had in terms of a message for you and other Republicans. Take a listen. <laughs> Uh, and I would just say to my Republican colleagues who appear to be on the verge of shirking their constitutional duty, if they're prepared to say that a President of the United States can simply say no to any congressional subpoena and tie up the Congress for years in litigation, it is going to have to accept corruption, malfeasance, negligence, misconduct in any future president, Democrat or Republican. Are we really prepared to go down that road? You hear it. The Democratic chair of the House Intel panel thinks that the president is running roughshod over you and other Republicans. How do you respond? My response is give me a break. I don't know whether to laugh or cry with Adam Schiff's comments this morning. He has zero credibility. He ran a railroad operation against Donald Trump. He, he abused him. There was a total lack of due process in every respect. And for him to say... You know, the second article of their impeachment is this uh, uh, obstruction of Congress. It's, yeah. it's patently absurd. Every president in the modern era has done exactly what Donald Trump did. He claimed executive privilege over communications with high-ranking White House officials. Every other time, Ed, that this has been done, it's been v resolved very simply, including yeah. in the Obama administration. You just go to a, a court, you go to the judges and get an order compelling discovery. They didn't do that, and there's one reason why, Ed, because they promised to their liberal base they would have impeachment by Christmas. That's why we're here, and, it's been, and people are frustrated rightly so. But, also the fact that Adam Schiff said time and time again in his hearings uh, that there was bribery here. And somehow, how is it that we do not have an article of impeachment that either alleges bribery or alleges any crime at all? Because there's not a scintilla of evidence that they could uncover to support a bribery claim. Of course, that's not what happened here. The facts are so clear and everyone can see it. There was no pressure exerted on Ukraine. Ukraine didn't even know that the aid was being delayed. All of this, remember, is about a phone call on July 25th of this year. We had most of the House Democrats mm -hmm. voted to impeach Donald Trump before that phone call even, even happened. Seven exactly the point I continue to make. Because this impeachment process began long before any whistleblower came forward with second and third hand. Has been the speed at which the House Democrats speed? are moving. If this is, but seriously though, seriously. It's been going on for 22 months, okay? <laughs> Two and a half years, actually. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, again in a rare moment of honesty, said, what do you mean speed? We've been trying to impeach him for 22 months now, eh, about two and a half years. Johnson was referring to. This has been a, a political charade from the very beginning. It is not about the Constitution. It is not about obstruction of justice. It is about making up something to get rid of him because they did not believe and did not uh, uh, like the result of the election. Now, move forward. I mentioned Devin Nunez before. And I, if you're on hold, stay there. I promise I'm coming to you, but this is really important stuff. There was a lot of revelatory information yesterday on the Sunday morning talk shows that I normally would not recommend that you watch because it's just, they're coma-inducing most days. But I watched a bunch of them yesterday, and I want you to listen. This is Representative Devin Nunez from California uh, talking about the FISA court and the way the FBI abused it. The entire process is in jeopardy because the Democrats lied about it, and he has been vindicated. Devin Nunez, who wrote the memo that was so mocked, wildly, widely mocked, um, uh, back at the beginning of this whole process, um, is has been vindicated. Listen, just want to lay the groundwork here to, to make sure people understand what has taken place. 
more than a year ago, in March of 2018, you came out with what we now refer to as the Nunes Memo, to the committee's ongoing investigation into the D Department of Justice and the FBI and their use of the FISA uh, court and the FISA warrant to spy on innocent American citizens. You went through everything that you had come up with after your long investigation, and now we know that everything you said in that memo was true. It came out in the IG report. Having said that, after you came out with that memo in March of 2018, you were mocked. The Democrats mocked you as well as the media. In particular, Adam Schiff came out with a memo uh, disputing everything you said. Tell us about the letter you sent to Adam Schiff this morning. Well, first off, we need to have a hearing with uh, IG Horowitz next week. Uh, the longer that this goes on, the longer it takes America to heal itself. Uh, the, the FISA court itself is in tremendous jeopardy. Uh, we, we cannot support the FISA court right now. Uh, the judges are refusing to take action against these dirty cops and dirty lawyers who did this. That's totally unacceptable because, remember, this is a secret court. The, the people who, like Carter Page, they have no recourse except for Congress. This is, this is why the House Intelligence Committee and Senate Intelligence Committee were created. So it's important, I think, to take people back. It wasn't that we just learned about this in, in February of 2018, Maria. We actually, House Republicans, learned about this in the spring of 2017, at least the initial part, that the dossier had been used, that the Clinton paid for dirt. We then proved that the Clintons did pay for it and the DNC did pay for it in, in the fall of 17. And we knew that we had to get this information out to the American public, and that's what led to us producing this memo in February of 2018 that the media helped cover up for it. And, and you know, to, to get back to normalcy uh, in this country, we need a free and fair press, but we don't have that today. Uh, we still have numerous members of the media, hundreds of them, uh, who, who attack not only House Republicans for putting this out, but anyone else in the media who said, hey, maybe the Republicans might have a point here. Should we get to the bottom of it? And remember, we spent a year saying these documents need to be declassified, yeah. and that would have ended it there. But instead, what happened is, is that the Democrats lied, and now they've put the American people in tremendous danger. The judges on the FISA court are putting the American people give up our liberty in order to have some secret court operate to spy on political campaigns. Right. All right, so there was uh, Devin Nunez. He was on with Maria Bartiromo yesterday on Fox News as well. So, I mean, the house of cards is collapsing, okay? And, and, I, and I want to apologize. I do, because a lot of this seems like minutia, and it's not the most entertaining thing. We're not laughing and yucking it up and having a more, you know, fun morning radio program, but, uh, but I'm, I'm being 100% serious here. This is all crucial for you to know and for you to understand so that when they vote to impeach the president this week, and they will, this will be a straight party line vote, and the president's going to go to the Senate and stand trial for his job. It is a crime that that is going to happen, but it is going to happen. And you need to know that when that happens, all of it is based on lies. It is based on criminal conduct carried out not just by the DNC, but by your own Federal Bureau of Investigation. The FBI literally carried out these criminal acts on behalf of the DNC because James Comey 
Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and others at the highest levels of the FBI supported Hillary Clinton and hated Donald Trump. They carried all of this out using the, they knew the, the Steele dossier, which was paid for by the DNC and the Clinton campaign, was filled with bogus information gathered by a Trump-hating Brit named Christopher Steele using uh, Russian misinformation to take it to the FISA court and spy on Team Trump in order to try to defeat him. This is how it all went down, and the House of Cards is starting to collapse. And this is before we even get the report from Federal Prosecutor John Durham, who's still working on the criminal side of all of this. So again, I apologize for the minutiae, but I am not going to apologize for getting information you need to share with everybody you know, so that when they see the president impeached, do not make them, do not let anybody think that this means the president is somehow guilty. Not even close. This is a, this is a coup d'etat, a soft coup d'etat that's been in the works for literally, according to the Speaker of the, of the House, two and a half years. It is not a response to some criminal activity that they allege from this past July. Right back after this. Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Nine fifty six. The Bob Brands Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Let's get a few phone calls in here before the top of the hour. Jim has been waiting in West Park through our cavalcade of sound. Hi, Jim. Go right ahead. Yeah, uh, he not only got caught by the first treble hook, but he got caught by all three. And what do you expect being a Clinton crony? They you... also got a lot of Republican help. If you remember, you talking about Comey, uh, Jim? Yes, Comey. You're talking about Comey. Now, yeah. the, the photo dossier was written by Peter Fritsch and Glenn Simpson and was sent to Steele to get the Russian rubber stamp. And then it was picked up in Prague by John McCain, who gave it to Comey. Okay? Now, how can he not know after the meeting January 6th with Obama, Brennan, uh, Rosie Miller, Andy, and others? Uh, he said, keep me informed. I want this legit. Matter rolls downhill. Drain the swamp. Thank you. You are 100% correct, Jim. Every word. Every word that Jim in West Park just said is 100% correct, including the origin of the Steele dossier, which is known as the Steele dossier because he is the one who actually got paid to, to assemble it and to uh, pass it on, uh, pass it up the chain to the FBI for a presentation to the FISA court. But yes, Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS are at the center of that. Uh, they're the ones who collected all of the, the uh, Russian misinformation as well. Everything that he just said is right, and for the, him to them, uh, Comey then to claim he didn't know anything about this, is, is, is just, I want him on a polygraph is what I want. I want him on a polygraph. I just wish polygraphs were admissible in a court of law. BJ in uh, North Olmsted. Hi, BJ. Go ahead. Yes, I think the sad part about what's going on in our country today is a good percentage of the American public accepts the lying of the Democratic Socialist Party. That is the main issue, is the American population. It is in our hands of acceptance of what is being said to us 
by both the Democrats and the Republicans. The Democrats have no value for the truth. Even when it confronts them, even when Comey has to come out and admit that it was sloppy handling and what have you, that's an admission that they were not capable of being the top, top enforcement agency in the country. So the truth is the question that Americans have to face. If you don't value it, lying coming from Schiff or anybody else on that side of the party is irrelevant. We are we are in conflict now of what the truth means to the American public. And if the American public has no value for truth, they will vote for anyone, no matter what, especially if they can get free handouts. And I thank you for your time, Bob. BJ, I appreciate that. Well, you know, here's here's the sad truth of the matter. No pun intended or no whatever. The truth of the matter is when you talk about truth, this might sound confusing, is that we have reached a point in this age, in this society, that people believe there can be more than one truth. We hear it all the time. We hear it all the time when somebody involved in a controversy or somebody is accused of something or somebody else is proclaiming victimhood in something, they always talk about, I want to speak my truth. And we'll hear the media referring to somebody else and their truth. As if truth is in the eye of the beholder, as if it's in the heart of the beholder or the mind of the beholder. And it's not. There can't be more than one truth. There is just one truth. And in this society, we have decided truth doesn't mean anything. So to, to BJ's point, the American people can't possibly know what to believe from any of these people because so many of them may be indeed convinced that what they're saying is true when it's not. And they expect the other people, the, the listener, the viewer, to believe that. I, I mean, I, I know it sounds very confusing, and it is very confusing. And I'm not trying to say that it, I'm, I'm trying to simplify, simplify it as much as I can, but there is only one truth. And the fact that we have created a society in which everybody thinks that whatever they believe to be true then is true is a very dangerous thing indeed. Hour two coming up right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.